0: Held in your grace tonight, your hands of grace. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you for what you're doing in our midst. We thank you that you're a God who speaks. We thank you that you're a God who reveals your heart to us. We thank you, Lord, that we call you our Father tonight. And I pray now that these words, Lord, would be your words, that your Holy Spirit would take them, God, and make them alive to people's hearts tonight, God. We need a touch from You, Jesus. And we ask that You would give us ears to hear You. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Take a seat. Thank you so much, team. Awesome to worship with you tonight. We are continuing. Is everyone awake? Like I am just aware and it has been a big weekend for many of you. Um, and so i'm I'm just going to have to try and work hard here to just add some little things in to keep you awake, okay? So even if the jokes aren't funny, just laugh. okay, that will help. That will really help. It will help me, it will help you. We have been in a series called Teach Us to Pray. And Jesus' disciples had been watching him closely. And recognized that prayer was somehow key to who Jesus was and, and what he did. and they asked him to teach them to pray like he prayed. And in response to this, Jesus gives this model of prayer that we call the Lord's Prayer, which should probably actually be called the Disciple's Prayer. And if you're a follower of Jesus here tonight, or if you've been considering becoming a follower of Jesus, then this is a powerful prayer for us to pray. And as we are in the habit of doing over this series, we get to read this prayer, pray this prayer together tonight. Okay, this is your first interactive moment, okay? It's gonna come up on the screen for us, I'm sure, in faith. Otherwise, we're gonna just have to say the Lord's Prayer in all the different versions that you know it and Jesus hears it. Let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Well done. And as we've been looking at this prayer so far, the emphasis and focus has been on God, remembering in worship and adoration who He is, our Father in heaven. We've been acknowledging His supremacy and the reign of His kingdom. We've been seeking Him and surrendering to His will and His way in every situation and circumstance. And then right here in the very middle of this prayer, we kind of do this transition. We transition from the majestic heavenly realm, which has been our focus, to the very down to earth topic of bread. Give us today... Our daily bread. And in the history of the church, people have rejected the plain interpretation that bread here could really mean bread. They've tried to make something super spiritual out of this line because surely Jesus couldn't think that we would bother God about our everyday need for food. But this is exactly what Jesus is saying. We can come to God about everything. Daily bread is the food we need for today, but it's an expression used for the most basic of our everyday and ordinary needs. Jesus is teaching us to pray and telling us we can come to God and ask Him to provide what we need every day. You might be thinking, well, finally we get to this part where I can tell God what I need. Maybe this is the part of prayer that you're most familiar with. Maybe you've been waiting for this. You naturally just come and talk to God and tell Him what you need and cry out for His help in your everyday circumstances. Great. Maybe some of you feel a bit uncomfortable praying about your basic needs. Like it's a bit trivial to talk to God about everyday stuff. Surely he has more important things to do than be bothered with my stuff. We can be dismissive when it comes to our own needs and think that they're not really worth bringing to God. That other people's stuff is more important than our own. But actually that is not the heart of God, church. He is our loving Father who cares deeply about us and our needs. I really don't think Jesus intended for us to divide our lives up into compartments and call one part spiritual, the things that we think God would be interested in. Maybe you put in that box, going to church, praying, doing a few good deeds, going to connect, Reading your Bible, that's the stuff that God cares about. But the rest of it, He doesn't worry about at all. And that could not be further from the truth. If you're a follower of Jesus, God's Spirit dwells in you and is part of everything you do. There are no compartments. Every single thing in your life is touched by the presence of God and is sacred and significant there is nothing you can keep hidden from god nothing you can keep outside of the god compartment he's in it all he's part of it all your work your leisure your bills your screen time all the people in your life even down to the clothes you wear and the food you eat God is in it all and He cares about it all. You know, I remember a story that really challenged my thinking that God cares about the details. And and it was a story told about a lady called Hilda North. Does anyone remember Hilda North? I called her Auntie Hilda. Oh, there's a few hands up. She was a faithful, godly woman and she would travel around speaking at Christian events. And there was this one story that someone told where One of her travelling companions couldn't keep up with her um, because she had blisters from her shoes. And Hilda questioned the lady and said, did you pray about those shoes before you bought them? And the lady sort of sheepishly replied and went, no. And Auntie Hilda said, well, it's no wonder you have Blisters. And every time I get blisters from a new pair of shoes, I say sorry to Jesus for not remembering to pray about them first. There is nothing too small to bring before God and ask for His help. Actually, when you consider how mighty and supreme God is, everything you could possibly ask for is small for Him. Even the things that you think are big are small to God. The God who created the universe cares about the needs you have in this day. It should not be a surprise to us at all that Jesus includes even asking God for our daily bread when he teaches us to pray. And as we come to our Father with our requests, he's the one who cares. He's the one who provides everything that we need. For Jesus' audience, the mention of daily bread would have triggered a memory of a story from their past, a story from their history, which was 1,200 years old, that they continued to retell generation after generation. In fact, they celebrated this event every year with a feast so the story could be retold. It was the story of God delivering His people out of Egypt He led them out of slavery and into freedom. He had plans to give them a land flowing with milk and honey, every good thing they could imagine. But before they were ready to go there, he wanted to teach them what it meant to live in relationship with him, what it meant to live with him as father, what it meant to be God's children, And like most children, they weren't too far into their journey before they were thirsty and hungry and complaining about it. I was trying to imagine what that switch bus would have been like. Halfway to the Sunshine Coast. Leaders, we were praying for you while we were away. In Exodus chapter 16 verse 3, the people started to complain If only the Lord had killed us back in Egypt, they moaned. There we sat around pots filled with meat and ate all the bread we wanted. But now you have brought us into this wilderness to starve us all to death. That was the people complaining. And then the Lord said to Moses, look, I'm gonna rain down food from heaven for you. Verse 13 of chapter 16 in Exodus says, and the next morning, the area around the camp was wet with dew. When the dew evaporated, a flaky substance as fine as frost blanketed the ground. The Israelites were puzzled when they saw it. What is it? They asked each other. They had no idea. This kind of makes me feel good. Because once I tried to make bread, and when I presented it to my family, they said, what is it? They had no idea. But this was manna from heaven. God's provision of their most basic need, daily bread provided every morning, and just what they needed for that day. Verse 17 and 18 says, some gathered a lot, Some only a little, but when they measured it out, everyone had just enough. There's a principle for us to live by there. that all we need for each day is just enough. God told them to gather only what they could use for that day. He was teaching them to trust Him. And if they tried to keep their manna for another day, for an extra day, they would wake up to find that it was full of maggots and smelly. The Bible actually says that's what happened. God wanted them to know that He'd meet their need every day. They could trust Him for tomorrow. They could trust Him for today. So interesting is this story that on the sixth day, They were allowed to collect manna for two days because on the seventh day, God commanded them to have a rest day. He provided for them on that day. And it was the only day that they could keep manna that when they woke up in the morning, it wasn't full of maggots and smelly. It was perfect for them to eat. Even in their rest, they could trust God. How beautiful is that? God provided every day just what they needed for that day. And he did that for 40 years before they entered the promised land. 40 years of God's faithfulness every day to provide for them. 40 years of trusting him for their most basic needs every day. Give us today our daily bread. God is our faithful provider. And in a world which says we need to be independent and self-sufficient, we can easily think that providing is all up to us. It is our job, our responsibility to take care of our daily needs. But this is actually pride. Money can be viewed as the source of provision. But have a think about who provides the money. God is the source. God is the one who provides. Asking God for our daily needs and believing He is the one who provides what we need for this day keeps us in a place of thankfulness. It keeps us humble. It keeps us remembering that everything we have is a provision of God's grace. God is not against work, hear that. He's not saying that we don't need to provide for our families. He's not against providing for the future. He's not even against us enjoying the work of our hands and what it brings. But He wants us to know that all of these are gifts from Him, blessings that flow from above. Give us today our daily bread. There is a contentment that comes with this prayer as we trust God to provide what we need every day. We're not coming to God with a give me, give me, give me attitude. We don't come to God for our daily greeds instead of our daily needs. We can rely on Him to meet our need for today. Today. There are some amazing stories about God's provision. I'm sure you know many of them. The one that came to mind for me um, comes from a story I've heard maybe many times of George Mueller, who was taking care of 300 orphans. This one particular day, they were all dressed and seated ready for breakfast, but there was no food to feed them. And as they sat around the table, George Miller bowed his head in faith to thank God for the food. And I'm sure the kids would have been gone, is he crazy? There's no food here. And just in that moment, there was a knock at the door. And the local baker just happened to wake during the night and bake extra loaves of bread for the children that day. And no sooner had the baker dropped off the bread, there was another knock at the door and the milk truck had broken down right outside the orphanage. And he had come to see if the children could use the milk so it didn't spoil. And 300 children had enough food to eat for breakfast. There are countless stories of God providing. Maybe you have your own stories of God providing. There are so many in our church How incredible that God provides a service on an iPad for a lady who is alone and in a very dark place. How incredible is that? I live and love hearing these stories. There are stories of nights at streetlight where there wasn't enough food and on that particular night, someone has leftovers from an event and they think, oh, I might just take this down to streetlight and there's food provided. There are stories of an op shop in Redcliffe that closed down last year and and suggested to us, do we need any fittings for an op shop? It is the days on our Thursday community team where a whole lot of requests come into work, come in for us on the Thursday, and God provides extra people and extra trailers. He never leaves us short. It's God protecting 160 young people as they go away on a weekend, meeting our needs every day. Just this week, we were praying for a family who who had to leave their home and had nowhere to go. And we prayed that God would do something there. Everything that we'd been advised said that they were going to be pretty much left on the street. And a miracle happened, and they have five more weeks to look for another house. Incredible. It's praying over someone with a health concern who's stuck on a waiting list to see a specialist, and and then an appointment opens up. It's praying that a job would be provided, and then an opportunity presents. It's a pass mark on a test that you thought you'd failed. It's bumping into someone that you've been meaning to catch up with for ages. Do you love it how God just does those things? It's the blessing of finding new jeans for $4 at the op shop. Church. God provides. God is at work and He cares about the details. He shows us His care in providing for us. In every day, the little things just as much as the big things. He repeats three times in the passage that follows um, the prayer, the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6. It's almost like Jesus kind of does his own commentary of what's going on there and, and expands out what give us today our daily bread actually means. And three times in these next verses, he says, Don't worry about your everyday life. He gives examples of the birds and the wildflowers, that God takes care of them. And He says, don't you know that you are far more valuable than these? If He cares for them, won't He care for you? Matthew chapter 6, verse 31, Jesus says, so don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. They're the things on the mind of the people who don't know they have a Heavenly Father who loves them. But you do have a Heavenly Father who already knows all your needs. We can become so consumed with the burden of worry. Anxiety is a pandemic far greater than COVID has been, church. We want to be in control. We want to be able to predict and plan out our lives. We want to connect the dots for our dreams and our futures. Map everything out perfectly. We want an assurance and a guarantee of what tomorrow will hold. But tomorrow is God's realm. It's in His hands. And He calls us to live content in today. This is what freedom looks like for us. Not living in the regrets of the past, not living caught in the fears of tomorrow, but trusting God in today. There was a verse that struck me in that Exodus story. And it was this verse where God said, by evening you will realise it was the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt And in the morning, you will see the glory of the Lord. God is saying that when you lay down at night, I want you to remember that I'm the one who's delivered you. And while you are resting, know that I am the one who is working to show you another day of my glory and grace. Isn't that a beautiful picture? For the Jews in their culture, to think of their day starting, sorry, it was their culture to think of their day starting at sundown. So night came first, and then the day finished at sunset the following day. We read that in the book of Genesis, where God says, um, after every day of creation, and there was evening, and then there was morning on each day. And when I read this in Exodus, I had to smile at God's grace Because we think that we wake up in a new day and we plan and we work hard to make things happen. But I think in God's perspective, He's doing His best work while we're sleeping. While we are resting, He is preparing and providing so that we awake to see His glory in a new morning. Doesn't this give you a fresh perspective on those times when you are awake with worry in the night? In those moments, you can give your worries to Jesus. Close your eyes in absolute trust that in the morning, he will show his glory again and provide everything you need for that new day. Give us today our daily bread. When I was thinking about how God provides, I couldn't help but be drawn to a passage in Genesis 22 where God actually reveals his name as provider, reveals provider as who he is. It's this incredible, powerful story where God asks Abraham to sacrifice his only son, the promised son that he'd waited his whole life for. And Abraham, in absolute trust of God, was following through with that request. And in those final moments, as Abraham is choosing to trust God even more than holding on to the thing that was most dear to him, God steps in. His perfect timing always seems to come at the last moments. Do you find that with God? but he steps in and he provides another way. And Abraham calls that place by the name that he got to know God by in that place and that is Jehovah Jireh. And in most of our Bible translations, it says this means the Lord provides. And it does mean that, but there's this little footnote that says it also means God sees. And I thought that was so incredibly powerful that God provides because God sees. God sees us. God sees our need. And I think it is so significant to realise this, that you are seen by God tonight. One of the lies of our enemy is that we are not worthy of being seen. Our shame drives us to hide and darkness feels safer than the light. We can think that if people see who we really are, then they would reject us. So it is safer to hide and pretend to be what they think we should be. But God sees us even when we're trying to hide and hear tonight that you have a Father in heaven who sees you and he wants to take you by the hand and lead you out of hiding into his light. That he sees your needs and he's a God who provides. And as we pray this prayer, give us today our daily bread. We can rest and trust in a faithful God. He wants you to hear that tonight. He is faithful to give whatever you need in this day. Church, tonight I would love us to respond to this message, and we've done it at all our services today. Hopefully you received a prayer card on your way in. And tonight is an act of faith that we are meeting with a God who sees us, a God who provides for us, a God who cares deeply about your every need. We just encourage you to write a need that's on your heart on that card and bring it forward. As we worship in the next song, drop it in the bucket. We're just gonna collect all of those cards and pray over them collectively tonight. Lift them up to Jesus and ask him to work in that. You don't have to write your name on there. You don't have to put in details that you're not comfortable to put in there. You can write a word, God knows. But as an act of faith, to acknowledge your trust in our faithful great God, we are just asking you to, to do that, write down a prayer that you you want to bring to our great God tonight. I'm going to pray. Jesus, we thank you. Thank you that you see us. Every single person in this room is precious to you, God. Every single person watching online is precious to you, God. You see us. You see our need. You know the things that are on our heart, God. And you're revealing yourself as provider. You're revealing yourself as the one who meets our needs every day. And God, as we worship you, as we bring these things to you, Lord, I pray that you would fill us with faith tonight, God, to know this is who you are to know that we can trust you, to know that we can give these things to you and live in the freedom that you have for us, trusting that you are our gracious and loving Father. We are blessed to be in your presence here. Oh Lord, we thank you for your word in Jesus' name, amen. We may need the house lights up a little bit for this activity. So if we can just raise the lights a bit. You are free to stand and worship. You are free to write your prayer request. But during that song, just come and drop those cards into the buckets as we stand and worship together. for you Jesus, we thank You for every single one of these needs, God, that You are already taking care of. You are our awesome and faithful God. And we are filled with faith tonight as we bring these things on our heart towards You, God, that You are moving and working by Your Spirit. You are healing, God. You are opening doors for jobs, for relationships to be healed and restored. You are drawing people back to Yourself, Lord. Redeeming and renewing in ways that we couldn't even imagine. Oh Lord Jesus, we thank You, we praise You, we worship You, that You are the God of Heaven. And we ask that in each one of these situations that Your Kingdom would come, that Your will would be done. Oh Lord Jesus, we lift these things up to You in the precious and powerful Name of Jesus, of Jesus. Oh Lord, we thank You. Let's continue to worship, church.
1: opportunity just to pray again and um, I felt prompted this morning but I think it's still an opportunity to do it tonight that there's a lot of prayers that have been prayed here and, and, and with, as they've been written out great God and um, I just I just felt Father God just to particularly pray for, for some may have written a prayer specifically about a prodigal uh, son, a daughter, uh, father, mother, auntie, uncle, whatever it might be but we just want to take this moment just to pray for, for maybe those in our lives that maybe had an understanding of faith or learnt about You, great God, but have really turned their back on it. And, and we just pray, Almighty God, there's some that have literally been written here tonight, some of these prayers, uh, it's certainly some this morning that were written. And we just want to corporately together right now, plead with You and ask and knock on the gates of heaven, Almighty God, that You would break into prodigal's lives, break into the hearts of those that maybe have an understanding of who You are, that maybe deep down know the truth of who You are, but for whatever reason have turned their back on that and have turned against You, great God. And we just pray together now by the power of Your Holy Spirit, Uh, that Almighty God, You'd break into their hearts and whatever's there that's preventing or stopping from turning back to You, that Lord, You You would just do a, a mighty work, a mighty work in their lives and in their hearts, great God. Maybe it's a certain person that needs to come alongside, whatever it might be, Father, but we just ask and pray that You'd bring them home. We just wanna pray together tonight as well. Over this past weekend, many young people have surrendered their hearts to You. For the very first time, some as a recommitment, but they've surrendered their lives to You and said, I wanna follow You, God. And we just pray for your hand of protection over those lives. And we just thank you, Father God, that those decisions that were made for you this weekend. And we just ask that you'd raise these young people up, that you'd protect them and guide them and lead them, Father God, that they would be the future leaders of this community, this city, this nation, great God, that they would lead many, uh, that you would use their lives to see many other come into your kingdom so that we could hear more stories like Ronan's story, stories where people encountering you, Father God, and that you'd use those young people, Father, we pray to have an impact on many others. So God, again, we just thank You that we can bring these requests to You, that we can pray directly to You. There's no one we have to go through. We can come to the Creator of the universe. We love You, Lord, and we just thank You for all that You're doing. We worship You tonight and we worship You with our lives. Whatever we're doing this week, we worship You with the way in which we live, great God. So we thank You, Lord. We love You heaps and we pray these things in Jesus' Name. Amen. Amen. Uh, So good to have you here. So good to have you online. If you want to send through a prayer request and you're watching, uh, you can still do that. Please. Email through to prayeratbridgman.org.au and we pray for that throughout the week in our corporate prayer meetings. If you still wanna write out a prayer, you're welcome to do that. Uh, There's some tables over to the side as you head out. There's some more of those prayer cards you can write out a prayer. Uh, Or if you wanna pray yourself, we'd love to pray for you. Come and uh, chat to us. God bless you. Uh, Whatever you do this week, may God use you. And um, yeah, it's been great to have you here and we'll see you next Sunday.